Cornerback Michael Davis is coming off of the best stretch of his career, and not only is he one of the Chargers' most underrated players, but he's one of the most underrated corners in the entire NFL. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Well, we're going to be getting into Michael Davis being one of the most underrated corners in the NFL. And we're going to talk about Asante Samuel Jr., whether he can bring some consistency to his game. And what is J.C. Jackson going to bring to the table? We're looking forward to his comeback. We are. And just seeing him back on the field, right? He said he's expecting to be back for training camp. Well, training camp is next week. But another position group where it feels like this should be one of the strengths of this team. It feels like you could argue... It was the best position group on the team last year, at least as far as Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. Is it going to be that this year? Can it edge out the edge rushers? We're going to have a lot to get into today, but it starts with Michael Davis, who quietly has become one of the best corners in the league and had an absolute dominant stretch from week 12 on last season. Didn't even start the year as a starter, but combined with J.C. Jackson's poor play and J.C. Jackson's injury, he got on the field and put it all together, David. I mean, he has had... Some up and down times in his career, but right now, Michael Davis, I mean, we talked about who is CB1. You picked Asante Samuel Jr. I picked Michael Davis, and I truly think, you know, if he can keep that going, it feels like things have clicked in Brandon Staley's defense. Like, he's one of the, the better corners in the league and played like it down the stretch of the season, but he's definitely not getting that recognition right now. No, he is definitely not. But I think uh, uh, the beautiful thing about Michael Davis is that he's been able to answer all the questions that people have had about him. The first question is, Specifically are us. you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It definitely. Uh, he had it, a lot of questions. Sure. No, number one was, hey, can you turn your head around? Can you get your get yourself in position to be able to make plays on the football? And he's been able to say, yes, I have been able to do that. Hey, Michael Davis, are you going to be a little bit more physical? Are you going to be able to make tackles? Are you going to be able to improve that part of your game? Yes, I have been able to do that. And are you going to be able to step in and make an impact when the Chargers need it the most? Absolutely, he's been able to do that. From week 12 to week 18, 10 of his 12 pass breakups came during that time period. He yeah. turned it on absolutely and had one of the best stretches mm -hmm. of his entire career in that time frame. He was dominant, and that is the ability that Michael Davis brings to the table. You build a corner from the ground up, it looks like Michael Davis. Long, lanky, great ball skills, and fantastic speed. Michael Davis definitely has the opportunity to do it right all over again. Yeah, and he just he looks the part, man, right? Six yes. plus feet. I mean, he, he's a big physical get in your face type of corner, right? Yeah. And and the Chargers really, really missed him when he got hurt in that Jacksonville game. It was oh, kind of the so beginning much. of that and showed you, I think, the importance of him, right? But yeah, he was great down the stretch of the season, but not great enough to even get an afterthought as far as the yeah. anonymous NFL's executives, coaches, and scouts polls that we talked about last week. Tough. By Jeremy Fowler. I mean, we talked about Justin Herbert just the other day, right? He got 
Not only was he not in the top 10, not only was he not in the honorable mentions, but he wasn't even in the others receiving votes. And it just seems hard to believe that he's still flying kind of that much under the radar. I mean, he was really good in 2020. Yeah. Got paid, right? Down season in 2021. Yeah. Bounced back in a big way in 2022. And like, if he can repeat that again, I mean, look out, but like 77.6 rating allowed when people targeted him last year, he only allowed three touchdowns all season. Like you said, got better as a tackler, got much better as a run defender. And I think now the question is, though, after not getting an extension done with him this offseason, is like, what is this dude going to cost? Because, David, if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now, going into, you know, a season in which he's going to be 28 pretty much all season, man, I mean, that, that contract could look a little bit pricey. I mean, it's going to be tough to think he's going to come back with the Chargers in 2024 if he keeps things going the way he has. Especially because the opportunity is going to be there for him now. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't get, really get the chance to start for a large portion of last season. It would so be he's insane be, if he's not out there starting outside corner week one, right? Like, exactly. He's going to be featured right away, and he's earned that right. But right now, he's the 24th highest paid corner in the league as far as overall money and uh, average per season at $8.4 million. The top guys are making $20 million, $21 million per season. So I think we can comfortably see if he's able to replicate this success, Daniel, you can see a contract probably in the neighborhood of 11 to 13 million dollars per season i think that is definitely attainable for michael davis yeah i mean he's 24th but there's only 20 guys that are even making double digit millions right so i think right. that's important so even though it's like oh well, he's making less than half of what the top guys are sure but also he has the fact that he's undrafted free agent kind of sure. following him a little bit definitely i, I mean yeah it, it feels like anything under double digits right is is underselling it i mean corners do kind of hit a steep cliff at certain points right but i mean sure. age 29 age 30 season there's nothing that leads me to believe this dude can't get a two-year kind of 24 million dollar yeah. deal right if he plays the same way i mean he's flying under the radar right now we'll see where it gets to but i do want to talk about asante samuel jr because he is a little bit of a boomer bus player and going into this year coming off a three interception game i think this year david is about finding consistency yeah it, it, that's all it's it's all about for Asante Samuel Jr. I, I think he's always had a little Jekyll and Hyde to his game. He is a guy that likes to take risks. Some of those risks have turned into some fantastic diving interceptions or, you know, being able to pick off Devontae, Ad, you know, covering Devontae Adams, getting an interception, uh, you know, from that where he's not really even supposed to be covering him, but he saw an opportunity and he took it. I think it's about balancing him, taking those opportunities, taking those risks um, with being able to be a little bit more consistent on a down in and down out basis. I think the biggest issue with him is the tackling for Asante Samuel Jr. I think that's something that needs to improve. That's the part of his game where if he's able to bring some consistency at that level, then you can live with some of the risk-taking because that does turn into some fantastic results. Well, and the thing is, he actually became a much better tackler in 2022 than he was in 2021 where he had multiple concussions in that 2021 season. And, like, what we were really most afraid about is, like, this dude's kind of career getting derailed, right? Like, right. To come in and have it go down the way it did, like, that's so, so tough. And, and like, to his credit, for his size, he's always willing to throw that weight around. Yeah, but very aggressive there is player, of it. right? Yeah. 
doesn't lack for confidence, right? Like, feels no. like he goes into every game thinking he's going to have three interceptions, even though right. he's you know, got he that had swagger. more in one game than he did for the entire rest of the season, right? <laughs> but we've now seen what that playmaking ability looks like. This dude yeah. does have true ball hawk potential, kind of like his dad, who I think had four straight, five straight seasons where he had at least six interceptions at the NFL level. So, That's like, balling. he has those NFL bloodlines. He's shown that takeaway ability. He's always yeah. around the football. Yeah. I think one of the big questions is how much he fits in the slot, right? Because that yeah. isn't something he's played a ton of over the first couple of years, and we didn't really see it because J.C. Jackson was on the outside to start last year, right? And by the time he got hurt, you only had him, Asante Samuel Jr., and Michael Davis for the outside position, right? But has three interceptions. Last year, he had six touchdowns allowed and a passer rating allowed of 97.6, which really isn't that bad. But yeah, the improved tackling is one thing. The improved run defense is another thing because they're not always the same thing. And I think that can be a misconception a little bit, right? Yeah. Like he w was a much better tackler, but he has to make sure he's in the right spot. He has to make sure he's getting off of blocks yeah. and things like that and being more, you know, adamant of not letting guys kind of tie him up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see, David, how he plays maybe with a little bit of positional change here if J.C. Jackson is fully healthy. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, honestly, I think when you look at the profile uh, that Asante Samuel Jr. brings to the table, I think it does fit very well for the slot corner position. And I think that was the original vision. I, I think, you know, w when you look at the cornerback position for the Chargers, you see J.C. Jackson on one side, you see Michael Davis on the other, and you see Asante Samuel Jr. in the slot. And I think his skill set, his quickness, his feistiness, that swagger, that attitude, I think that does very well in the slot. I think that would be something that could translate well, but he does bring that position flexibility to where you know he can get it done on the outside, and then I think you feel pretty confident that if you move him inside, he'll be productive there as well. Yeah, and we'll have to see. I mean, last year you had Bryce Callahan to fill that spot, so it was yeah. a lot different, right? Now Bryce Definitely. Callahan's gone. You have Jasir Taylor, who was also a slot player too. We're going to talk about him later on the show. But the biggest X factor here is the only reason that you know he would be in the slot to begin with, Zomp, that is, is J.C. Jackson, and if he's back healthy, which is a huge, huge question and a big kind of wild card in this offseason in the training camps the first time we're going to see it. Can he bounce back? Can he get anywhere close to that elite player that we saw for so long with the New England Patriots? That's just something we're going to have to wait to find out, but we're going to talk about what we're expecting from him and just from this unit overall coming up right after this. First, I do have to tell you guys about an exciting thing we have going on with eBay Motors. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with the draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in the fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when you can take Colts' Jonathan Taylor and the Browns' Nick Chubb back-to-back. -back. While Taylor is a perfect fit for a rebound candidate in a more run-friendly overall offense in Indianapolis, Chubb is also set up to dominate with more of the combined workload in Cleveland. I'm great with these picks because the other great thing is the Chargers don't have either of those guys on their schedule. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, 
alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll also make sure that it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit right for your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, get the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Chargers country, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, David. Well, let's get into the rest of this cornerback room and talk about the biggest kind of X factor in this room. But that's just for today's show. As you guys know, we are back to you five days a week, and we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Talking about training camp storylines, maybe some position battles, and so much more with training camp right around the corner with the first public practice next Wednesday, and I will be there. So excited for that, but let's talk about what's going to really, I think, kind of make or break this group, David, right? Yeah. It's hard to imagine the Chargers have an elite cornerback room or like a top 10 cornerback room if J.C. Jackson isn't right, and that's all you're hoping for, right? Big money paid to him. He was the big offseason get. The Chargers paid him top dollar to go in and be cornerback one. And in Brandon Staley's, you know, opinion, covering yeah. number one receivers for the other team. That's what his job is. Yet we haven't seen that, right? No. Had a surgery right before the season last year. Got benched at one point in the season last year. And when he got back on the field, he got injured and just never really looked right. And now yeah. we go into this offseason, David, where the biggest kind of offseason, even training camp question that we have now is what is J.C. Jackson going to look like? Can he get back to anything close to what we know he was. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely the big question. And I I think when you look at J.C. Jackson, you pay attention to all of the videos, all the workout videos he's put out there, all of the heart and, you know, that he's put in. And, like, you got to pull for him. And you got to pull for him. And also you have to realize that the Chargers cannot – find their max potential in this cornerback room without JC Jackson coming back and being that guy who has had at least five interceptions in the last three complete seasons, you know, that, that he played and a guy that is a true difference maker, a guy who can take away your, you know, opposing number one wide receivers. And that is what Brandon Staley is expecting him to do. Even now, I mean, he expects JC Jackson to come back and be that guy that's going to go out there and lock down the opposing number one wide receivers. We will see how that, or if that is capable of happening, because this is a huge, massive career threatening type of injury that he is recovering from. So we have to see what version of JC Jackson is going to be able to come back. And you know, the off season videos and stuff are nice, but I think the one thing you can take away from those is just, it's not going to be a lack of trying, right? That JC Jackson isn't going to get back to where he was. He heard everything. He said as much, he's put that out there on social media, right? Like it doesn't seem like anyone's taking kind of the down season that JC Jackson had worse than JC Jackson, right? He knows it. He knows what he can do. And, I mean, it, it's just kind of a Jekyll and Hyde situation if you're looking at, you know, last year compared to 2021 just because the numbers are so staggeringly different, right? I mean, yeah. the reason it's so hard to get excited about J.C. Jackson and him coming back and being CB1 for this team this year is just how poor it was when he was on the field last year. I mean, yeah. he had zero interceptions. He had one pass breakup and four touchdowns allowed, right? If you have four yeah. times as many touchdowns you allowed than balls you've actually broken up, that's super alarming. You know, yeah. it never looked right. Like, I like to think that he was probably a little bit more injured even before he had the patellar injury, right? Or just yeah. that, you know, the off-season surgery that he got, was, which was elective, right, which is more of a comfort thing, supposedly, yeah. according to them, 
that it affected him more than we thought. Because, I mean, the passer rating out of 152.4, it just doesn't get much that's, worse than that. Like, that's, that's pretty much perfect. perfect. Yeah. It's almost perfect. Yeah. Especially when you compare it to what he did in 2021, where the passer rating, the passer rating allowed that he had then, 48.4, right? Well, he's never allowed a reception percentage over 55% in his career, Daniel. Well, that's a reception percentage. Point. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm talking about passer rating allowed. I mean, no, I that, know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you can. there's so many stats you can go to. I mean, 2021, he led the league in pass breakups. He was second in interceptions only to Trayvon Diggs, who had an insane 11 that year, yeah, right? Yeah, like, crazy. He, we talked about those lists, right? He was the only of the Chargers players that got any kind of votes as far as a top 10 corner. But he was, didn't even make it into the honorable mentions. He was just in the other receiving votes category this year after being the fifth guy in 2021 going into 2022, right? So that shows you how quick it can go. He was thought of as the fifth best corner, and some people had him even as the top two corner in the NFL headed into 2022. And now yeah. he's in the you know others receiving votes category. And it's like... I don't necessarily it, – it's hard for me to imagine him coming back and being that guy who had eight picks, seven picks. Like it, But I think there's definitely a way he can be much better than the version of himself that we saw in 2022. And I think that's really, at this point, David, really all you can hope for from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that, that right now, coming off of this major injury, like you can't just expect him to be able to come back and be – you want him to, right? You, but, like, that, this is an injury that has taken careers from other players. So you got to hope that he's able to come back and at least bring back some quality, competent play. I mean, be yeah. a guy that's not going to be a complete liability out there, a guy that was, frankly, picked on. Like, you know, he was a guy that was seen as, as a – as somebody that they can target and right. take advantage of. And that's never been JC Jackson. So we want to hope that JC Jackson gets to the point to where you want to think twice before you throw at him, at least. I mean, that's the yeah. type of player that the Chargers want in their defense this year. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what he looks like when he's out there because the ball hawking take, you know, takeaway ability is, is obviously. Yeah. That's notch. just natural. Yeah. yeah. The ball tracking, all of those things he's elite at, right? Yes. And I think what you hope is just that, again, that this unit can be a strength for the Chargers, and it's just hard to imagine it is that without J.C. Jackson. Whether it's the strongest position group on the team, David, if everyone stays healthy, could this be a stronger position group than the edge rusher group? I mean, now you have Khalil Mack, you have Joey Bosa, and now you have Thule, who we feel pretty good about. I mean, that's going to be tough, but like they probably were that in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I think if we're looking at just like the max potential of both of those groups, I, I definitely feel like the cornerback group has the ability, like the Ooh. max potential to be the better unit out of those two. I definitely feel like if they get some kind of good, competent play from J.C. Jackson and everyone stays healthy, obviously, I definitely feel like this is a unit that could be a major strength of this defense. Yeah, I, I think to me, the potential is definitely there for them to have kind of a flashier season. But like we are talking about, you know, multi pro bowlers and, you know, an all pro on the edge rusher. So if those dudes stay healthy. Health it's hard is to such imagine. a big part of that equation. I just. Uh, sure. No, of course. Jake, I'm saying if everyone's healthy, though, right? Because it's oh, like if everyone's corner, healthy, then, man, I mean, we, I'd love to see a. But that also means JC Jackson season. is healthy, too, right? Like, yeah. Because the thing is, is, you can say that about the edge rushers, but you have to kind of be a little bit worried about the health of J.C. Jackson and those guys, too. It'll be interesting. Yeah. One thing, I mean, I'm interested to see who has more interceptions in 2023, Asante Samuel Jr., who had three in his last game, or J.C. Jackson, who has been Mr. INT for his career, right? So that's going to be uh, – it feels like it's between those two guys. If Michael Davis adds, you know, five interceptions and how well he's already played, 
say good riddance oh, he's, because he's just yeah going you're to, never gonna see that guy again if they that will happens. be backing up the brinks trucks as the kids <laughs> say but we know that there is one kind of guy that's also in this equation another guy who i think absolutely will get snaps on this defense in 2023 david and that is jasir taylor who was playing in a playoff game last year got invaluable reps as a rookie even as a sixth round pick last year what will his role be if everyone is healthy we're going to talk about that and also the canadian dean leonard if he can make some waves in the upcoming season and in training camp coming up right after this all right david well let's get into kind of the rounding up the rest of this cornerback room before we get into more position groups next week we get into training camp battles biggest questions about this team training camp storylines is so much on the horizon so make sure you guys are back here with us tomorrow for all that but i do want to talk about just your taylor ja taylor as they call him a guy who got a lot of snaps last year towards the end of the season especially after the jc jackson injury this is a guy who filled in in games where bryce callahan had to miss when he played and filled in for him in the slot and also just looked really competent especially for a rookie i think everyone came away impressed and i think there's one thing you know that like Chargers were taking away snaps from like Asante Samuel Jr. at points to get Jasir <laughs> Taylor on the field. And there's some things that I really like about his game. But I think now, if we're looking at a healthy unit for the Chargers, where does he fit into the equation, David? If all the other guys are healthy, what is his role? Yeah, I mean, I think last year his role, uh, I mean, a role that he carved out for himself outside of you know his contributions to special teams was him being on the field on more of those run defense type of, of situation snaps just because he was a guy that was more of a, a sure tackler, a, maybe a, a bigger, more physical presence uh, on, on the outside. So I think that's something where you could see some matchup based things being played if he is you know being able to showcase that ability. I think that's a role that you know he's already started to carve out for himself and maybe he can keep that going um into this 2023 season well i don't think you can get a much bigger vote of confidence in him other than the fact that the chargers didn't go out and bring back bryce callahan right yeah because bryce callahan played a heck of a season had one of his healthiest seasons one of his productive seasons last season for the chargers yet the chargers felt good enough to just have kind of Jasir Taylor be that first corner off the bench, right? Because really, endlessly, yeah. you start three corners now, which yeah. is why the three starters are John and Michael Davis and J.C. Jackson. But yeah. that next guy up, right, whether it's J.C. Jackson gets hurt, you move Asante Samuel Jr. to the outside, you put Jasir Taylor in the slot. That's probably where we're most likely to see him, and he had some growing pains that he got to work sure. out. It feels like he is going to get some snaps this year. And also, let's give a shout-out to the dude who had the 1 million football IQ play last year to actually block a blocker on the special teams unit of the Broncos into the punt returner, which is totally legal, and made a a muffed punt that ended a game that felt like it was never going to end, one of the ugliest games of the 2022 season, and set up the Chargers game-winning field goal in that game i mean that was just football the best, iq man. of a thousand that was a fantastic play yeah. and thank god they put us all out of our misery <laughs> yeah with oh, a big win but i mean i think from him you're just looking to make an impact any way you could and also with the chargers when you make that impact on special teams that tends to you getting bigger and better and more important roles on your defense or offense and we've seen that with many many different examples so you make plays on special teams you're going to find your position on defense or offense a lot quicker and i think he's already made an impression into the mind of the front office you know and the coaching staff that he is someone that can be a factor and can get on the field and be more than a special teams player yeah down the road for this team and factor into that equation right because michael davis free agent 2024 you have also, you know, J.C. Jackson, depending on how this year goes. I mean, the Chargers, if he can't find it 
are going to be not willing be a to cap pay casualty. a lot of that money, you know, especially when most of the guaranteed money is done after the first couple of seasons. So yeah. there's a way to get out of that. You hope that he's playing well enough to just keep him on the squad, right, and be willing to pay him, yes. that, obviously. But there's a large gap between what we saw last year and where he would have to be to make that continue to make sense for the Chargers going forward. So yeah. Asante Samuel Jr. locked up for the next few seasons. And you have Jasir Taylor, who is factoring in the mix. But what about Dean Leonard, right? This is a yeah. guy who profiles best as an outside corner, right? Over six feet tall, long arms, 4'3 speed, but was a guy that was playing, you know, at a Canadian university only three seasons ago, right? He got two seasons after transferring from Regina to Ole Miss, going to an SEC program, which is impressive in its own right. Very. Right? And then making his way onto an NFL roster as a seventh-round pick as a rookie last year and also making a name for himself on special teams and maybe his timeline's a little bit different than Jasir Taylor but I think that is another guy kind of in the back of our minds David it's like okay we'll see if this dude can kind of turn into something down the road when the cornerback class gets a little bit murkier yeah well I mean hey you get drafted in the sixth seventh round you just want to do something to help your football team something that you can put on tape that the coaches can say hey you added to this element to our team he was a big part of adding speed, which changed the special team's spot for the Chargers yep. dramatically. I think the, the coverages were much, much better, and he was all over those coverage teams. And a sure teams. tackler on those coverage teams, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 286 special team snaps, and, I mean, he was a speed demon running up and down out, up and down the field, and I think that impact was felt. But, yes, I do feel like he is on a little bit of a different trajectory to get on the field on defense he only played four snaps on defense last year so i mean for him you just got to hope that when he does get those opportunities he's able to you know show of himself well um that way you know when he, you know the chargers need it you know they, he can be a guy that they turn to that they trust to be able to get some plays out of and it feels like he's done enough where his roster spot's not in jeopardy going into yeah, his that's, training that's camp, right? right? Which yeah. he, he means he's definitely acquitted himself in that regard as yeah. a seventh-round pick, which is not always a given. Yeah. The thing he's is, though, the Chargers... Track. Yeah, absolutely. The Chargers did keep six cornerbacks, though, last year, right? So, so far, we've only talked about five. Bryce Callahan yeah. is not in the mix this year, which means there are potentially a few guys that are fighting for an end-of-the-roster spot here and a couple of guys who have already been in the mix, like Michael Jaquette, and you also have Kamon Hall, who's been around yep. for a few seasons now, right? Gotten on the field defensively, a little bit of safety versatility as well. The one UDFA, though, I'm keeping an eye on, though, is Taiwan Mullen, a guy who is an All-American at Indiana in 2020. Didn't have that same success in 2021 or 2022. But, David, it feels like this is a spot where, hey, if the Chargers go keep six again, which is probably more likely than them keeping six linebackers again, right? Yeah. One of these guys has a good shot of making this team. I'm excited to kind of watch this, the bottom of this position group play itself out yeah i mean just daniel this roster there's not a lot of spots that are available and i think this cornerback spot is one of those places where there is a little bit legitimate chance to be able to carve out a role and to be able to possibly crack the 53-man roster i mean the chargers have a long history of undrafted free agent success Maybe a guy can show himself, be able to make some plays, put some good stuff on tape, be able to get himself a spot on the roster here. This is one of the few spots uh, at the cornerback position where they can do it. It does feel like that. I mean, on the outside looking in, I guess it's not totally impossible. The Chargers could keep five corners instead. But these are, you know, big special teams players. And if Jasir Taylor is going to have a role defensively, they probably need to fill that spot, you know, as far as a good special teams player. But he'll be – both of those guys are gunners. And yeah. should likely keep those roles in 2023. Oh, yeah. 
but the the more competition you have at the end of these rosters, the better, David, because those training yes. squad, those practice squad guys always get on the field. Inevitably, you're going to have practice squad players filling the depth out there, getting better players to stash on that practice squad is always going to be a good thing. And it'll be a, a battle for that last roster spot potentially. You want that competition, man. That's what you want. Absolutely. But that is going to wrap things up for today. The good news is we are back to five days a week. So we'll be right back with you guys here tomorrow. And to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And also listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow on YouTube. You can follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Make sure you're supporting wherever you can. It always helps us and keeps the lights on over here. So thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. The everydayers mean everything to us. We'll maybe getting into some fan mail stuff soon. If you want to call into the voicemail line and leave a 30-second voicemail, you can hit us up at 323-524-7924, or you can hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. We also post the show every day on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drugmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD as well. And we have so much more great off-season content that we can't wait to show to you guys with biggest training camp storylines, Biggest training camp battles, things like that. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.